So two things. I'm going to make a bold statement and I'm going to make an invitation. So bold statement, nobody has a marketing problem. Everybody has a relationship problem. Invitation that you come join me in Austin, Texas, March 9th through 11th for our Lighthouse Business Accelerator. Because where else are you going to learn how to build relationships with your team, with your customers, and with your peers that will get your clients more results? You will increase your revenue and increase your referral. Where else will you learn the best proven marketing strategies, tactics, and frameworks in a room full of people that are also addicted to playing rock, paper, scissors? But more on that later, and that's something you will not understand until you get to the event. I am not joking. It is going to be a party. We're going to be covering our proven and actionable strategies and tactics to grow your brand, your business, and followers without confusion and overwhelm, and the days of stressing about when the algorithm's going to change, or is my content's going to perform, or trying to craft the perfect email campaign so it goes unclicked and unopened, or doing work that leaves you burned out and exhausted because it's not moving the needle. All of those days, they're gone. Because in Austin, Texas, we are going to unlock the full potential of your business with actionable marketing tactics. We're going to talk about proven strategies on what's working right now with targeted breakout sessions with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. We want to officially invite you to join the family because that's the vibe we've created with the Relationship Speed Algorithms movement. I'll be joined with some special guests, which will be announced soon. Maybe some of them, not all of them, because I have to keep my secrets. And we don't choose our speakers based on virality or on stage experience. We choose to have real people with proven track records of success and innovation based upon their business. And here's my rule. Every speaker is a friend, somebody I know, somebody that I love that does business, ethics, and morals the right way and comes to the event committed to serve and support you. And that's their whole agenda. And we also have a brand new VIP day with me, my team, and even bonus speakers. So if you're ready to scale and learn frameworks that will work with any business, consider this your official invitation to the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. And just head on over to mindofgeorge.com so you can secure your seat in the Lighthouse Business Accelerator and maybe even win the world's most competitive rock, paper, scissors championship ever with some great prizes. But either way, we'll see you at the event. I was clearing around $400,000 a month in cash flow from basically three of my businesses. None of the ones that I owned, that was my own personal side. And within three months, (laughs) all of it was gone. Um, My mastermind got sunsetted. I had an Amazon business go away. And then I had a lot of consulting dry up uh, and basically end because everybody wanted to protect their money. And so on paper, I was basically, for lack of better terms, up Shit's Creek with no paddles and about 100 holes in my boat. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. So what did we do on today's episode? Oh, that's right. I took three of my favorite marketing laws of my seven, and I told you how I apply them to my business, how you can do it, tips, tricks, and strategies to pull the levers of how important those are, why we use them, where we use them, and plenty of examples on how to use them in your business today. And so get ready. I'd highly recommend getting a pen and paper, and whatever one lands for you, whatever one you're going to try, take it, write it down, implement today, and then come back for the rest. But without further ado, 
let's get into the episode. Just for the record, it's 3 p.m. and I'm overly caffeinated right now. Like just to set some context, I might be talking in a louder voice because I'm sweating through my sweatshirt and I think it's because I forgot to drink my coffee and I just chugged it and apparently caffeine worked on me today. And that, like most of my podcast episodes, has nothing to do with today's episode. But I felt like as I was sitting over here drinking from my pink mug in the office, and I love this setup again, that I would share that with you. But I'm pretty excited about today. So in the last episode, we talked about the seven marketing laws. And if you heard that episode, hopefully you took a couple of laws or made some of your own. If you didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to that episode and every episode from January of 2023, the month. This one and the four previous ones that all build on top of each other. But but we laid out basically the seven marketing laws, my seven marketing laws, why they matter, why I use them, why I apply them in business. And today, I wanted to highlight three of them and give you a couple of ways in which I actually tangibly use these and how these focus on keeping my customer first and keeping me focused on what matters and what moves the needle. And more importantly, how I then use these to enroll my team members and my teammates and the people on our staff to make sure that customers feel the same way. And so for me, I pulled out three of the marketing laws. Now, here's the deal. All seven of them are important. I use all seven of them. But these three have some pretty easy wins and some pretty quick hits for you to put into practice based on how I use them. And so the three laws that I'm going to call out today, number one is engage in two-way conversations with your customers rather than just talking at them. Uh, The second law is whenever possible, make your interactions with customers personal and meaningful. And then the third one is don't leave anyone behind. Strive to include and serve all of your customers to the best of your ability. So I'm going to break these down. I'm going to explain them, why I use them, how I use them. So number one, engage in two-way conversations with your customers rather than talking at them. Well, when I go into companies, especially multi-million dollar companies, typically companies that hire me one-on-one are doing four million or up. And when I go into these companies, they all have the same problem. They don't know what their customers want. They don't know where to find it. So they're spending absorbent amounts of money in data and researchers and everything. I come in, I connect with customers and in a matter of a half an hour, they basically tell me everything that they want for the rest of their existence as a customer. So engage in two-way conversations with your customers rather than just talking at them. Whether you realize this or not, the people that are already paying attention to you are the best source of data and insight that you will ever have for the heartbeat of your business. And the only way to have those relationships is to allow people to understand that when they are in a relationship with you, when they're in a community, that it is two-way. And so I'll give you a tangible example of this in actual essence in my own business. And so this is how I use this. So during COVID, in March of 2020, um, so February of 2020, uh, and I don't know if I've ever said this before, I was clearing around $400,000 a month in cash flow from basically three of my businesses. None of the ones that I owned, that was my own personal side. And within three months... (laughs) All of it was gone. Um, my mastermind got sunsetted. I had an Amazon business go away. And then I had a lot of consulting dry up uh, and basically end because everybody wanted to protect their money. And so on paper, I was basically, for lack of better terms, up shit's Creek with no paddles and about 100 holes in my boat. And like typical fashion, I flipped out. Of course, I stressed. I got really upset. Uh, 
but that only lasted for a little while. And I came kind of back to my, my rules here. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was like, I didn't know yet. So I looked at the field and all I had really to my name was a Facebook group. We didn't have a website. We didn't have social media. I just had one Facebook group. And I was like, I'm going to resurrect this Facebook group. So I resurrected the Facebook group. And of the like 3,800 people that were initially in the group, about 200 of them starting engaging. And I basically told them this story. And then I said, but I want to jump on a call and I want to connect with everybody. So I got on a call on Zoom and I did an open office hours call. And I was like, let's talk about the situation in the world. And over the past couple of weeks, I gotten a lot of questions. And so I wrote a guide called The Ultimate Guide to Thriving in Business in Uncertain Times. I put it up on Amazon. I was like, let's do a call about this. And so I taught them what I put in the book. And then I was like, would you guys be open to me asking you some questions? They said, totally. And so first, the only reason they got on the Zoom call with me is because I had an existing relationship. And even after having a Facebook group that was closed for two years and me not talking, the quality of our relationship dictated that when I reopened it and I started putting it out there, that they had a previous relationship with me and a lot of incredible people leaned in. And a lot of you are listening and I love you all and you know exactly who you are. And so let's start with why they get on the call. That's why. So then I open the group, we get on a call and I have an intention to teach them something. And then I, at the end, I said, okay, everybody tell me what's going on in your business, right? And, and everybody did. And I was like, okay, cool. So everybody kind of told me what was going on. And we ended the call. And I was sitting there reflecting at all these notes I took and everything somebody said. And I was like, God, there's a lot of challenges here. Let me clean these up. So I asked everybody. I waited a couple of days and then I emailed everybody and I said, listen, I'd love to do a call just about these things. I want to clarify these and do it. And I think we had like 58 people show up. So we got on the call and I was like, I just want to summarize this. On our last call, I heard you say this. I heard you say this. I heard you say this. What am I missing? And they told me what they were missing. And then I said, okay, cool. And then I asked everybody on the call, I said, would it be helpful if I helped you fix these things? And they said, totally. And I said, well, how about this? How about as you watch me, I'm going to turn this into an outline of some content. And they're like, totally. So we basically outlined the whole content on Zoom, 57 people. And we ended up with what I would call like an outline. It was broken up into like eight sections and probably like three sub pieces under each section. I said, would this be helpful for any of you? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So here's how I would teach this. And I kind of gave them a quick overview. I'm like, I would teach this and this and this. And I was like, how's that sound? Like, yeah. I'm like, would you guys want me to make that? And they said, totally. And I'm on Zoom with everybody. And I said, okay, cool. Well, here's the deal. I need one of you to let me know what you would want me to make. And someone's like, make a course. I'm like, okay, so would you guys benefit if I made a course out of this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, now here's the most important question. Would you guys buy it? And they're like, totally. I'm like, how much would you pay for it? And the first person said $750. I'm like, great, that's it. And I said, okay, cool. So based on everything here, based on this call, here's everything I'll cover. Here's what I'll record. Who's in? And of the 58 people, 55 of them said yes. And I said, so here's the deal. If you're really in, I'll make an order form right now. We will send you the link in the chat. And before we get off the call, if you guys buy, then I will start recording tomorrow. And they said, okay. And we put the link in the chat and everybody bought. And so the next day I recorded the course and I finished the entire course in a day. Um, and it was probably, I don't know, like 20-ish videos, five, six minutes each. It was a decent amount of work, but it was outlined with them and I gave it to them and then sold it to them, helped them through it got some feedback, didn't make any tweaks to the course. And then we publicly sold it and made a couple hundred thousand dollars. And the reason I say that is because the only reason I was able to do that was because of this law, engage in two-way conversations with your customers rather than just talking at them. And I was at a very big inflection point. I was stuck. I knew that I could help, 
but I knew that there wasn't going back to where I was. I knew there was a rebuilding from where I'd come from and I had to start over. And so because of this law and this law being in place for so long, I was able to grab my community, which hadn't been engaged within two years, put them on a Zoom call, ask them, and then they basically mapped out for me how I could help them. And then I asked them, if I made this for you, what's a fair exchange of value? And they told me, and I asked them if they were okay. They said, yes, we all agreed and we sold it. And that went on to add multiple six figures into my business in those following months only because of this law. And so for me with this one, I do this all the time. People DM me on Instagram 50 to 60 times a day. And they're always like, oh my God, I love this podcast. And I was like, oh, what was your favorite part? Or what did it help you with? Or uh, did it help in your business? And I'm always asking questions because the more relationships I have with the people that are consuming my content, the more information and accurate information I get to better help them. And so for me, that is one example of how this one applies in, which brings us to the next law. Whenever possible, make your interactions with customers personal and meaningful. And this one's really, really simple for me. Impressions matter. And we we can all think of hundreds and hundreds of experiences in our life, whether it's restaurants or car dealerships, where the quality of our experience was completely dictated by the interaction with the person helping us navigate that experience. And you've gone to incredible restaurants and had some of the best food with horrible service and not had a positive experience in the restaurant. You've also gone to plenty of restaurants with horrible food, but based on your experience, continue to go back based on the quality of the interaction. Those are all people that are parts of the brand that are interacting with you based on the brand's values and how they interact with you and how you feel really, really stands out. And so I ask myself these simple questions. Well, if I can't win on depth, and you've heard me say this before, I was like, you're guaranteed to lose on on width, but you're guaranteed to win on depth. And so in order for me to win on depth, I have to be willing to go one step deeper than everybody else. But I know that if I am out in the world and I'm producing a lead magnet and I'm giving it out to the world for free and I see a hundred of my competitors all producing similar lead magnets and they're all these transaction machines and then I'm like, well, how can I personalize this? Like, oh, I'll add a personalized video. I'll add a video to thank you page. I'll add a handwritten note that I'm going to win in that depth. And so for me, when I think about this law of like whenever possible, make your interactions with customers personal and meaningful, all I ask myself is this. If my wife, if my daughter, if my brother, if my best friend was going through this experience, how could I make it personal for them? And so a lot of you have taken my podcast on how to increase Instagram engagement uh, by sending video messages. Well, that is this law. So whenever somebody follows me on Instagram, I thank them for following me. They followed me already. That's all they had to do. So we send them a message. I record a video and I say, thank you for following me. I appreciate it. Here's what I can help you with. And it's an open door whenever you need. Well, if I have a hundred other people that are just DMing people sales pitches, I'm automatically going to stand out and win with depth, but it's also aligned and congruent because my law is that everybody feels respected whether you give me your credit card or not. So it just so happens that by me sending a video message to every person who follows me, they feel respected. It seems, and it is really, really personal. Plus it develops this relationship And all the rest of the laws take place and then it's only a positive experience because in juxtaposition and what's happening in the world, that's not normal. Just like when you come to my events, 
Do we write handwritten letters? Yes, we do. Do I write them all? No, my staff writes them. I write them. But to me, it's important that it's personal and it feels good. And so for this law for me, I think about this everywhere. I think about this in emails. I think about this in social posts. I think about this in DMs, like Facebook, for example. I get DMs all the time, questions, add me as a friend. And so I'll look and then I'm like, oh, you know what? No, let me go look. And then I'll click through their profile. I'll read some of their content. I'm like, God, this is incredible. And then I'll respond to their message. And in responding to their message, I'm actually acknowledging things that I've seen and, and parts of their profile or their dog or their family or that content. And that personalizes it because I took the time to go look. Now, does it take me a lot of time? No. Does it make a big difference? Massive, because nobody else is taking the time. And so for me, when I think about this law, I think about this in every interaction. I think about this with my staff. I think about this with people I meet. I think about this with people I speak with. I think about this with business partners. And I'm asking myself in every interaction, is there a way to make this more personal? Is there a way to make this deeper? Is there a way to make this meaningful? And sometimes there's an answer. Sometimes it's not. But more often than not, there is. And when there is, that's my time to lean in. Because that's my opportunity to put my stamp in the world for the rest of these laws to take place. I want you to feel respected. I don't care if you give me your credit card, but personal connection is huge for me, us having a two-way conversation. And so when I add that personal touch, it builds on the rest of the laws that I have in place that I'm always operating from, and the results are only positive. So some tangible examples, uh, some e-commerce companies, right? A lot of people don't think about this, but if you're shipping boxes out, you can put handwritten letters in the boxes. Well, I don't own my 3PL. Great. Well, we had this at a company where their fulfillment was somewhere else. They had no control. And so we set up the app Bonjoro. And every time a customer ordered, one of the team members would send them a personal video thanking them for the order. Well, where else do you get a personalized video thank you for the order? Probably nowhere, right? And so there's many ways to put this into practice. And the science is making it personal. The art is how you do it. Because these are your relationships. These are your customers. But I would challenge you to say that if you sat down today and you looked at 20 functions of the business and asked yourself, how could we make this more personal? How could we make this more personal? You'd probably find five to 10 answers that required less than 30 seconds of work that would have a massive compounding effect on your business. It just would require that you put them into practice. And so whatever that is for you, that's yours. Mine is personal connection, human relationships, customer journey. So I send videos when people engage in my content. I send videos when you follow me. Um, I send handwritten letters after you've been on my podcast. I, I do a lot of things that are personal, but they're also aligned to me. Those might be different for you, where you might be an introvert and don't like being on camera. Great. Write a message on a sticky note, take a picture of it and send it, right? There's, there's always a way to do it. And so this law of whenever possible, make your interactions with customers personal and meaningful. It only works if you apply it, but you can apply it like I do because I'm not in your relationship. I'm not in your team. I'm not in your customers. But the lens, the thinking, the, the belief system of I can make it more personal and keeping that frame of reference in your brain and just being willing to ask yourself those questions is going to allow you to find the places to go deeper where everybody else is staying shallow. So that is the second one. And then the third one is don't leave anyone behind. Strive to include and serve all of your customers to the best of your ability. Now, this one I've covered on the podcast, but I'm going to cover it again. This marketing law is where most of my model that I've now used to become massively successful has come from. And this is where you've heard me say, my job is not to find my ideal customer, it's to create them because I'm going to find them. But it's all the ones that aren't my ideal customer right now 
that I work on creating. And so this law of don't leave anyone behind basically built my entire business. And this is where the four paths to the peer came in. And so when you think about business, no matter what your business is, there's only one of four things people can do when they find your business. They find your existence. They find your content. They can come and leave. They can come and learn more. They can come and opt in or they can come and buy. And that whole model comes from this law. But I took this model and where this applies is like I would go to sell a course and this would happen all the time. I'd have a course out. A ton of people would buy the course, but then I would get 50 to 100 messages of people messaging me and telling me, hey, I can't buy this course. I can't afford it right now. It's not a good fit. And what I used to do in business 10 years ago, I would ignore those people. But now that I do business a little bit differently, I ask them, I'm like, oh my God, amazing. Thank you for being honest with me. What do you think the biggest challenge is in your business? Now, this goes back to the law number one today, which is engage in two-way conversations with your customers rather than just talking to them. Well, what's happening in your business? And I have a conversation back and forth, and then they lay out some things. And I realized that if I created a lead magnet, that they didn't need to pay me, that it would make their business better, it would help them. And then somewhere down the road, they might become a client again. And the only reason I'm able to have those conversations is because this isn't throw the baby out in the bathwater. This isn't, oh, because you didn't buy my product, you're not my customer. Oh, because you didn't give me your credit card, you're not ready yet. And so instead, it changes the frame of thinking to, oh, they're not a customer right now. Okay, cool. Take that off the table. I'm going to respect everybody, whether they give me their credit card or not, but I have the ability to connect with this person. And if I'm going to connect with them, let me figure out one way that I can help them. Maybe I take a part of the course out. Maybe I record a new one. And then I give that away to them as a lead magnet or an exchange of value. And it just so happens that if there's one person messaging me that, there's probably a thousand messaging me that. And so then I turn around and I tell everybody, hey, I just created X lead magnet to help you do blank. Here you go. And then everybody opts in and does it. And so for me, this law is really, really simple. And where it comes from is if you think about Apple, right? So one of my friends was a manager at a big Apple store. And he told me that less than 10% of people who came in the store that day bought anything. So 90% of people that went into his Apple store every day did not buy anything. The 10% did. And I asked him, well, what are the 90 do? He's like, they come in, they pick up the phones, they ask questions, you know, boom, boom, boom. And basically they come in and they window shop. They're collecting evidence. They're trying things out. They're doing their due diligence. But can you imagine if Apple said at the door, you can only come in if you pre-commit to buying, or you can only come in if you buy this first, or you're only allowed in the store if you own an iPhone they would lose 90% of the traffic that comes into their store every day that eventually over some span of time or some series of touch points turns into a customer somewhere in their value ladder, but they understand this. And so when you think about entrepreneurship, like your business online in the world of like the real world, you would never make sense to close the door and only talk to people who paid or only let them in, but yet it happens all the time online. And so this law is huge for me and understanding that just because somebody's a no right now doesn't mean they're a no forever. And just because they're a no, it isn't a rejection. It didn't mean I failed. It just meant that they weren't ready. And then I think about all the things that I don't buy that are on my to-do list and the things that I've you know, ruminated on. Like, of course, it means nothing more than what it is. But without this law in place and without thinking about this law, what ends up happening is people get really romantic about the wins and the losses or the yeses and the noes, and they make them mean something they totally shouldn't. And then when they do that, it becomes agendized. And then they go try to find more of those people without realizing all the bridges they burnt. And for me, this is really, really simple. 
If you come into my ecosystem and you're ready to buy, great, buy. But if you're not ready to buy, great. Tell me how I can help and I will gladly fucking help you whether you ever buy or not. And that's this law for me. And so this is where the entire model in my business, the model that I now get paid to teach and the one that I consult companies on and I teach them the four paths to the peer came from this law alone, which was ensuring that the moment you gave me your attention, I understood that it became my job to help you whether you ever paid me or not. Not the moment you gave me your credit card, not the moment you gave me your email, no, the moment you gave me your attention. And the moment I remove the attachment to whether you opt in or you subscribe or you follow or you buy, and I remind myself of this, that it doesn't matter because I already won the moment you gave me your attention. But now what I do with it is very, very critical. And I know you're not a good fit or I know you can't buy. I'm not worried about that because the rest of the laws take over. And my job is to build a relationship, to add value. And if there's anything in my life that I have or know or my team does, we will give it to you to help. And so this third law is the most important one for me. Now, this is law seven on the list of the three that I called out today. But this law, the do not leave anyone behind. This is the most important fucking law that you will ever, ever have. It is number one, number one, number one. Because if you imagined how most people do entrepreneurship, right? And, and not you, but this happens, right? Okay, we put 1,000 people through this funnel, 15 people bought, 15% bought, so let's go put 1,000 more. And I fast-forwarded the odds, and you put 10,000 people through that. Of the 10,000 people that went through that, what, 15%, 1,500 of them converted, right? But that means 8,500 did not. And I ask entrepreneurs this all the time. And I said, if I put 10,000 people in an arena, would you only speak to the 1,500 you paid? And they're like, absolutely not. And I was like, cool. If I put 8,500 people in an arena of your ideal customer, but they weren't ready to give you their credit card yet, would you speak to them? And they're like, of course I'd fucking speak to them. And I was like, then why don't we do it online? And what we fail to recognize is that everybody is in a different customer journey and no customer journey is linear. There is no linear buying cycle because buying and investing are emotional-based decisions. You following somebody is an emotional-based decision. You opting in is an emotional-based decision. You buying is an emotional-based decision. And those emotional-based decisions require evidence to support. And the evidence that people look for is safety. And when was the last time you felt good when you reached out to somebody you wanted to buy from and you asked a question and they ignored you or basically said, I won't answer your question until you pay me, or my favorite one, and I see this one all the time, well, I'll answer your question when you're in the course, but you have to pay me yet first. Well, here's the thing. Fuck off. The end. That's my truth. You can snippet that and send it to anybody. That's not real. That's not how life works, and that's disconnected as shit. That is not how we play the game. And so understanding that every single person who gives you their attention is a gift to you and your business also allows you to understand the currency that's so much more important than money, which is community, which is relationships, which is depth, which is connection, which is what dictates your word of mouth marketing. And so this law is the most important one because this is the one that causes the most pain and prevents the most growth in companies when they do not think about it and they do not listen to it. Because what you understand after you've done this long enough and after you've had seven-figure companies and eight-figure companies and nine-figure companies, and here's the lesson that I've learned. The backbone or the heartbeat of those companies are built by everybody who doesn't buy. 
our most active fans, our most active people on social, the ones that send more traffic and engage more than anybody are not our biggest customers, but they're the reason we find them. And it's not because they bought. It's because we didn't leave them behind. And we focus on the relationship and them feeling valued and having two-way conversations and making it personal. And because of that, they turn around in spades and tell everybody else. They talk about us. They post about us. They message about us. And it's not because they have to. It's not because we force them to. It's not because we even ask them to. It's because they want to because they feel the culmination of these laws coming into practice. And so for me, the three that I wanted to call out today, which I obviously did, number one, engage in two-way conversations with your customers rather than just talking at them is one of the greatest superpowers you'll ever have in your business. It is the fastest track to every piece of data, every piece of info, a true barometer of how your business is operating. And the moment you're willing to listen to it without a personal lens, meaning not taking it personal, but thinking what it is, you have a fast track to success. Number two, whenever possible, make your interactions with customers personal and meaningful. I gave you a ton of examples. There are thousands and thousands more, but the art of how you apply that is completely up to you. And then number three is don't leave anyone behind. Strive to include and serve all of your customers to the best of your ability. And remember that your customer is not the person that gave you their credit card. Your customer is every person who gave you their attention. And yes, there's a difference between somebody who gives you their attention and gives you their credit card to become a customer, but that's handled in customer journey. But I'm telling you, everybody is your customer. Everybody who gives you your attention is your customer because they are voting with their attention. They're voting with their influence. They're voting with their sharing. They're voting with a lot of different things. And revenue is the worst commodity to measure when it comes to building a legacy brand and a massive business. And so do not leave anyone behind. And I gave tons of examples. I have plenty more. But if you have any, if you want to share some, if you want to even send me some of the DMs, we'll share them on Instagram stories of how you engage in these things. That's fine. But here's my ask is if you made it this far, you listen to this for a reason. Pick one thing from one law and put it into practice in your business. Put it in today, put it in tomorrow, maybe pick two, but don't allow this thing to just pass by. You're basically building your legacy. You're making a statement of what we stand for and you're setting yourself, your team, your customers, and your entire ecosystem up to win when you operate based on laws and principles that stand the test of time. And when you stack strategies and tactics on top of laws and principles, you get what everybody is like, how did he do that? I don't get it. Why does it always work? Why does everything you launch work? Why does everybody always opt in? This, 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 this. And I could call out these laws all day and I could talk for 10 hours about all the examples in each one of these, but I wanted to share some that gave context. And so that's what I have for today's episode. So those are my three most important on where you serve your customer first, fill their bucket, and allow you to win on depth and win where it matters. And so take one, take two, take three, write your own. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes to this one, go listen to them. Listen to all seven marketing laws, listen to the sacred light keeper quadrants, listen to the micro habits, and keep putting these things into practice. Because if 2023 is going to become your year, 2023 is going to require that you take different actions, make different choices and different commitments. And the ones that I've given you in the last couple of episodes in this one alone is if you commit to nothing more than those, 12 months from now, your life will be drastically different and so will your business. So I'm going to wrap because I got to go do laundry. I got to pack. I appreciate you. I love you all. 
I'm going to go put this caffeine energy somewhere else, but I'm stoked. I'm done. We're complete. And that's what I got for today. So remember, most importantly, that relationships beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. If this is your first time here, I would highly go recommend that you listen to another podcast. And if you are still one of my crazy peeps that I love to pieces, I appreciate you immensely. I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to see you in the next episode or hear me in the whatever. You know what I'm saying. I'm just going to stop talking now. Here's the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.